Hey everyone, welcome to Blades Pod, the Sheffield United podcast. It is the 11th of December, it's a Monday. Uh, recording this after United's 2-1 defeat to Bristol City on Friday night. Um, I'm going to get into the game in a bit of detail shortly, but first of all I recorded um, a little bit of audio at Bramall Lane at half-time and at full-time. Uh, the sound quality isn't great, so I've I've clipped it a bit more than usual. It doesn't perhaps flow quite as well, but that may just be my um my mood at the time, I suppose. Um, uh, I should probably apologise at the start of this podcast for um constantly referring to Bristol City as Bristol. Uh, obviously, I would very much dislike it if people referred to United as Sheffield, as I know that people do. Um, but it's an old habit that I can't quite seem to kick. So. I can't promise I will not call Bristol City just plain old Bristol during this podcast, but hopefully I will get it right. Um, so yeah, here we go with some uh, some thoughts from Bramall Lane, uh, and yeah, I promise that the rest of this podcast is not as gloomy and downbeat as that this section will now sound. Halftime here at Bramall Lane, uh, Bristol lead one nil. I'm I'm actually angry. At how this game is going. Uh, United have hit the woodwork three times, uh, once from a Duffy free kick which completely beat the goalkeeper, uh, again from a sharp shot from the area which beat the goalkeeper and again from a sharp header I think it was from a corner which beat the goalkeeper. How we went 2-3-0 to three nil up at that point is a mystery and then of course Bristol score with uh, a breakaway into a half, they shoot from 20 yards, a weakness, shooting from 20 yards seems to be, it's gone in the net, we're losing 1-0, I have absolutely no idea how this has happened, I'm actually angry um, and I hope that we kick into the cop in the second half, get the 2, 3, 4, 5 goals we actually deserve from this game because I'm stunned, I'm absolutely stunned and I'm going to leave it there. So I'm sleeping Bramall Lane now, Bristol 1-2-1 and yeah, I, I continue to be stunned and angry about what's going on. So somehow United have only taken one point from these last four games. So this one, Fleck got sent off in the second half. Uh, you know, I haven't seen it very well, so I will just go with the referee's judgment on that and you know, assume for now it was a red card. Uh, Duffy at the post in the second half with another shot and the keeper completely was beaten and you know what are you supposed to do? <laughs> I'm stunned that we've lost this game like I think if we win 3 or 4-1 people are going great performance fully deserved it feels like we've run over a truckload of cats to only take one point from these last four games which Millwall aside we have more or less dominated slash completely had plenty of chances to actually win the game so extremely frustrating I'm gonna need some time to digest and actually you know inject a bit of objectivity into this because I'm pretty angry right now to be honest that we've not managed to win that game never mind lose lose it So there you go. Uh, yeah, as you could tell, I was in a, a bit of a funk on Friday night. Um, so we're going to work through some emotions today. Uh, I've obviously had a, a couple of days to reflect on this now, but you know, I can I can certainly say that this this defeat really did hit quite hard. Um, it's it's hard to get your head around uh, hitting the woodwork so many times. Your opponent scoring with their their first attack, and and then of course with their last attack as well. 
and just how massively the game changed after the red card, which which the stats very much um, very much illustrate. United were you know completely on top in this game. Uh, they somehow fell behind, just completely against the run of play, um, and then got back into it, got level, continued to dominate, and then we have the red card and the game changes completely. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll just cover off the the rest of the details of the game just quickly. I mentioned them uh, in brief while I was actually at the ground, but. In the first half, uh, Duffy got in on goal, forced a very good close-range save from Frank Fielding in Bristol City's goal. Uh, he got in down the left another time as well and hit a low shot the keeper saved, hit the post from a free kick. Um, Sharp hit the bar with a, a fantastic effort after um great play from Clark where uh, uh, Moore played a, a long kick sort of on the counter-attack. Clark chased it down, brought it down, laid it off to Sharp and he essentially um, hit a shot over the goalkeeper from the edge of the area and it clipped the bar on its way over. Uh, Shop then forced a fantastic save from the keeper um, from a corner, which uh, which Fielding pushed onto the bar. Um, at this point, really, uh, it was kind of a mystery how we went two, three, four goals up. Uh, Bristol City score with basically their first attack, which was a very good goal, a, a long-range strike once again. But having watched it again, um, I think we actually did do relatively well to close this down. I think it's O'Connell that, uh, I mean, he gets he gets beaten by a nice bit of skill, but, you know, at least he's in the sort of vicinity uh, and then I think it's um, Stevens who tries to slide in to block the shot from behind but um, it's just a very well struck effort by um, by Patterson uh, you know I, I don't really think you can blame more at all for this one he, he did have a good sight of it but it's a, a very well hit shot even if it's not right in the corner it's just kind of in keeping with the kinds of goals that we've been keeping uh, conceding recently um into the second half, Clark equalised with a, a brilliant strike where he uh, ran onto a ball from Lundstrom. And he carried it into the box, and everyone's sort of screaming, "Shoot at him!" And you know, just lets fly from uh, from the angle, and it it just it does just fly into the net. I mean, Tamad just seems to be able to finish uh, with either foot with his head from pretty much any position in and around the box at the moment. So, another great strike by him. Duffy then hit the post again with a fantastic effort uh, where he cut in onto his left foot and hit this swerving shot that the keeper just watched onto the post. Uh, Sharp had the rebound blocked. Uh, and then we had the red card, um, which completely changed the game, as I said. You know, if um, if you look at the sort of expected goals uh, line charts on this game, um, again from Experimental 361, the, the website, uh, it basically shows how far ahead we were of Bristol in terms of the frequency and the quality of chances we were creating. I said Bristol again, didn't I? Apologies. Um, and then the red card happened, and suddenly the two lines of the of uh, the two teams became much closer together uh, as Bristol City pushed forward more, created more chances. Uh, we played quite an open style, and eventually they they managed to nick a goal right at the end. Um, I think we did compete with uh, with City for 10 or 15 minutes after the red card, but then they did turn the screw quite effectively. Uh, said they did have a number of chances, one that Moore saved very well. We threw on some sub substitutes, had a couple of breakaways, but then conceded right at the end of the game where, again, a lot of kind of an element of fortune, I think, about the, the final goal, uh, the cross deflect. We had an opportunity to clear the, the ball and didn't take it, um, and the cross itself actually deflected off Baldock, I think it was, uh, over to the back post where Flint scored with, with a couple of our defenders appealing for offside, although for the record he was not offside. Um, so yeah, it, it was a, another eventful game as they tend to be at Bromelain. Um But it, it felt like a loss in a in a huge game, kind of like 
It reminded me a little bit of when we lost to Spurs in the League Cup um, a couple of years ago, for some reason. Uh, just like as though we'd lost a really significant game. Um, whereas, you know, it, at the end of the day, it is just another league game. Uh, we're still in the top six. Uh, I think if you replay that game 100 times, we win it 95 times based on the way that we played. Um, so, yeah, it was a bit of a sickener, but really, I guess, you know, we should be relatively pleased with well we should be extremely pleased with how we played um and yeah it's, it stuff is just really not not going for us at the moment as i kind of touched on earlier um i've got one more thing just before i get into uh my talking points from this game so uh apologies for the slightly long uh rambling introduction here um but yeah i think i want to talk a little bit about the sheffield wednesday factor here which is a little odd thing to do on a blaze podcast but what I mean by this is the impact that our, the results and performances of our city neighbours actually has on, uh, certainly on my mood and I think the mood of a lot of fans as well. And I, I do try a lot to not let this bother me and to try and, you know, not really think about it because ultimately whatever Wednesday do has very little bearing on, on what United do. And of course, I'm a, a United fan, um, but it is hard to kind of keep it out when it's something that so many people are interested in. I mean, you, you know, even notice it at the lane, if the two teams are playing simultaneously, then the atmosphere visibly and audibly lifts if uh, if Wednesday go behind or, or concede a goal. And, you know, in theory, that translates to, uh, you know, the better atmosphere in the ground translates to a slightly better performance or, well, I don't know, maybe there's no evidence for that. But it's hard to sort of mentally keep it out of your mind, I think. Um, but yeah, you know, we we lose on Friday night in a game that we more or less dominate for the majority of it. Uh, and everyone's doom and gloom and you're sort of thinking like, oh, when's they going to get a bit closer to us? Um, and then they don't. And I didn't watch their game, but by all accounts, they were terrible. And, you know, now a very large section of their fans want their manager sacked. And I think that really does throw into um, a different light our own performances. Um, we're clearly uh, a very good championship team at this point And... Don't let these last four or five uh, results kid you otherwise, I think. So, um, yeah, it's it's strange. It's something I try not to think about too much. But, um, yeah, the Wednesday factor is definitely there. And it is in many ways, their performances at the moment are, are enhancing our own season, which is quite a nice thing to say. And hopefully that will continue, uh, certainly towards the end of January, at the very least. Um, OK, so, uh, yeah, the next thing uh, we're going to talk about is um, just my talking points from this game. All right, so we've got a few things I want to cover off from uh, from this defeat. Um, I'll start with the the key turning point, uh, which is of course Flex dismissal. Um, it's a red card. Uh, obviously, I've seen it again now. Uh, you can you can debate it all you want, as many people have done. Uh, you know, and you can say, uh, you know, a few years ago, uh, well, depending on how far back you go, it's either not a foul at all, or it's only a free kick, or it's just a yellow card. Um, but I can, I, I would expect a red card for um, a lunging tackle like that in pretty much every game, to be honest. I think it's going to be a red every single time that the referee sees it. Uh, I I know it's very easy to get frustrated with a couple that haven't gone our way, you know, to sort of point back to uh, the Coots leg break where you know it, it wasn't even a foul, and then the one on Baldock, I believe it was in the in the Leeds game, uh, that was only a booking, which was uh, by any measure a much worse tackle than the one Fleck went into uh, against Bristol City. 
Um, but sometimes referees just miss them. Uh, unfortunately, there was no way he was going to miss Fleck uh, because he was about 10 yards away. Uh, you know, Fleck kind of sprints six, seven yards and throws himself into the tackle. And yeah, he does get some of the ball, but it is dangerous play. Uh, both feet are off the floor. So it is a clear red card. And that is quite, uh, quite damaging for us, uh, to be honest. And obviously on the night and potentially with, with longer term consequences as well. Um, the second thing I was trying to get my head around is, uh, you know, is it unlucky if you hit the woodwork four times and don't win the game? Uh, I think it's it's kind of easy to say, you know, hitting the woodwork is not hitting the target. It's going close, but, you know, it, it's almost weird that we would, uh, it's quite arbitrary that we actually, you know, note that down mentally as a as a thing, as opposed to, you know, we don't keep track of uh, how many shots, like, only just missed during a game. The fact that it, you know, had that very sort of dramatic thing of smacking the post or the bar or something like that is something that we we kind of keep in our minds a bit more so you know it's kind of easy to dismiss hitting the post and bar four times as you know well just just hit the target and then you you know that's that's actually better than hitting the woodwork but um I think look at it more as a reflection of uh of how many chances and shots that we actually had in this game even if you could um you know you could only really say that the sharp header from the corner is a, a, a high quality chance out of the four because uh, the other three were long range efforts um but yeah you could also add the duffy the second duffy shot where it fell back to sharp and his rebound was blocked so you know i, I think we do have a you know maybe it's maybe it's not unlucky per se that we hit the woodwork four times but you know take that as a marker of just how on top we were in this game and you know all of these shots it wasn't like it hit the apart from the the first shot by Sharp, it wasn't like they hit the outside of the post, you know, sort of clipping it on the way wide or anything like that. These were generally shots that the goalkeeper was completely beaten by and were mere inches from you know, ricocheting into the net or even dropping to one of our strikers to finish. Um, and then kind of building from that, I mean, I think it goes without saying that even in these last five games, we've looked damn good at times and... You know, now that we're half a season in, I'm I'm confident in saying that we are a very good championship team. You know, maybe if you're not actually watching our games, you can go, well, we're on a slump now, and the dreaded we've been found out uh, accusations coming in. But if you actually watch these games, there is no way that we have not deserved to win the last bunch. You know, we've been more than well in these games, and with with better finishing on our part, uh, slightly worse finishing on the side of the opposition, and just that kind of rub of the green uh i think we would be you know in an even better position than we actually are uh that said so my my next point is now that we're down both coots and fleck for the next three games um i think we probably will lose the next two games which is preston and villa away um you know villa are flying high at the moment they're above us in the table preston are only a few points behind um these two games, they, they may even be comparatively poor performances without both of these players to drive us forward. I mean, you know, as I just said, even in defeat, there's a lot of positives to take from the last few games, as you know, cliched as that is. Um, but yeah, I, I can almost see as, uh, if not getting a hiding in these next two games, I'd be very surprised if that happened. But, you know, being outplayed is something that I think could happen just down our two key midfielders for that spell. Um, and I guess let's just try not to lose our minds if and when that happens. Um, and then my, my sort of final talking point for this week um, is, is is that going all out, as we did, may have cost us a point here. Um, you know, we threw on uh, Donaldson and we withdrew Basham at one point as well. And 
uh, essentially, I, I get that we were trying to, you know, maybe try and nick a win for ourselves, which we were very much, I think we had a chance of doing, kind of, based on 10 or 15 minutes after the red card. But it, it felt a little bit naive, if I'm being honest. Um, you know, the one thing that did spring to mind was, and I, I couldn't find the example of this, but I remember when um, Mourinho was managing at Inter, I believe it was, he went... His team went down to 10 men and, you know, instead of doing the standard kind of withdraw one of your strikers and just go 4-4-1, four, four, he actually kept, he may even have brought on another striker, but certainly had two men uh, in attacking positions. The logic being, you know, those two can compress the the midfield and the defence of the opposition and stop them simply just having the ball all the time and constantly being able to recycle possession. So I don't know if that's what we're trying to do, but clearly there is merit in trying to do that with having um, Sharp and Donald, uh, sorry, excuse me, um, Clark and Donaldson up front to try and do that but it did also feel a little bit suicidal at the time I mean you know and, and that's kind of how it panned out I try not to be too uh, results driven here and to actually look at the, the the process a little bit as well but um, I do have conflicting emotions about this uh, I love our attacking mentality uh, a Wilders attacking mentality but um, it does go both ways so if you um I guess you could hold up the, the Fulham and Bristol City losses with the Wednesday and Leeds wins. So, you know, would we have been happier having shut up shop in, in all four of those games and got four points or having two wins and two dramatic, exciting wins and two annoying defeats? So I, I know that's a very reductive way of looking at it, but I, I think it is an interesting thought experiment at least. And uh, yeah, I, I would definitely side on... Um, I'd definitely fall on the side of having those victories over Wednesday and Leeds with the defeats to Bristol City and Fulham rather than just having, you know, kind of closed up and just grabbed a point from all four of those games. And yeah, we certainly, we have more points than we would have done if we had done that as well, of course. But, you know, presumably at some point you have to say, uh, this is a good point what we have right now against Bristol City. We're down to 10 men and up against it, uh, against a team that's above you in the league that feels like the right time to... You know, just hold on to what we have. So, I don't know whether uh, you know we're going to see a mentality shift in some of these games. You know, like I say, I did feel a little bit naive. I don't want to criticize too much because that mentality has got us where we are at. Um, but yeah, I do feel like we possibly had a, a what what we would have considered a good point there, and essentially uh, gambled it away, if not threw it away. So there we go. Um, an annoying defeat, as I said, uh, but then we're still sitting sixth in the league. Uh, we're still four points ahead of the seventh place team. We're still doing a heck of a lot better than I expected. But actually, having actually seen us this season uh, a large number of times, I can't help but feel that we should actually be doing doing better, um, which I think is high praise for the team, but also, I guess, uh, a source of frustration. Um, I certainly can't think of a game this season where I've thought, we should have got more, sorry, we, we got more than we deserved out of that one. Um, maybe I'm biased. Um, well, of, of course I'm biased, but I try and remain slightly objective. But yeah, I, I, I can't think of a single example this season where we've had a, a game that we've nicked a point from or, or you know, smash and grabbed our way to a victory that we didn't deserve. Whereas it's definitely happened to us a few times in the last few weeks alone. Anyway, uh, I'm off to Preston on Saturday. Uh, as I said earlier, I, I do think we'll probably lose this one. So yeah, it's kind of nice to go into a game with uh, with lower expectations and just have a, a nice day out, hopefully. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Um, okay, and that is it for this week. Apologies if it's a slightly uh, slightly more rambling one than, than last week's. Um, 
thanks very much for listening please do subscribe as always you can get me on twitter at bnmkn uh and yeah hopefully i will be able to talk about a, a win again soon because it's now a couple of episodes since i've been able to so um yeah good luck to the players uh, on saturday and uh yeah i will speak to you next week <laughs>